This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Off the top of this hour, an interesting new report out today from the School of Public Policy at the University of Calgary, uh, looking at what appears to be a, a huge decline in the number of affordable rental properties available in major Canadian centres, including Calgary. Now, certainly, it seems as though over the last couple of years in Calgary, there's, there's been a downturn in the economy. As such, it's uh, had an impact on, on the real estate market. Uh, the vacancy rate has certainly changed. There seem to be more properties available for rent. Uh, rents appear to have come down a little bit. Uh, you know, it was only a few years ago where it was kind of a, an acute situation. There was even talk in some quarters of whether we needed uh, rent control or some kind of policy to contain increasing rents. Uh, so in that sense, it's it's some some interesting findings here, because uh, this report notes that Calgary have the most striking experience of all major cities, a 96% hike in population and a dramatic reduction in rental units of 24%. Now, this is going all the way back to 1990 up until today, or 2016, I guess, looking at Toronto uh, and Vancouver as well. So joining us to talk more about this. Uh, very pleased to welcome the program. Uh, the author of this report, uh, Ron Kneebone, who's with the University of Calgary School of Public Policy. Professor, thanks for joining us here. Welcome to the program. Uh, I'm glad to be here, Rob. Thank All you. right. Well, what is it we're measuring here? When we talk about affordable rental property, what, what does that mean? Well, I mean, if people with limit means, either because you're young, we might all remember being young, uh, when we were poor, um, because maybe our job doesn't pay well or simply we're just getting started, we rely on rental uh, accommodation for our housing. And so it behooves a, any city to have a reasonable stock of rental units available for people either just starting out or with limited means so they can find a place to live. Uh, what our analysis showed is that what we calculated, rather, is simply looking at the number of rental units in each of these uh, Canada's four largest cities as a fraction of the population. And what we show is that I think there's a number of interesting things, one of which is that there is no issue in Montreal. There's a lot of rental units per thousand people. In Calgary, it's just the opposite. There's hardly any. Well, so and why, why the difference then? Uh, why, so over time, well, as you mentioned earlier, we started from 1990. Uh, what's happened in Montreal, for example, is although the population of Montreal has increased by 25% over that time, so has the number of rental units. In Toronto, the population has increased a lot since 1990, but the number of rental units hasn't changed all that much. And so what you see is a slow decline in the number of rental units available per person. Calgary is really unique of, of all these provinces. Not only have we had our, in, our, sorry, our population doubled since 1990, but the number of actual units, the number of rental apartments has, actually, has fallen by 24%. So you get this double whammy where there are, not only are there fewer apartments available, but there's a whole lot more of us looking for a place to live. 
Well, it's interesting because, I mean, certainly if we were to look at real estate prices over this, this same period, if we compared Calgary and Montreal, what might that tell us? I mean, are there different real estate realities in, in these two cities? Oh, there are. And that's one of our uh, many messages from this papers that the federal government celebrating getting back into the housing market. And one of the things that we've been publishing by the school for a number of months now is that there is no national housing market. The housing market in Calgary is a lot different than it is in Montreal, for example. So in previous studies, we've shown that there is no housing crisis in Montreal or basically anywhere in Quebec, but there's a big one in Calgary. And as we showed some months ago, Calgary is the most expensive city in all of Canada for a poor person to live in. So if the federal government is going to offer help in the housing area, what they really need to do is focus their funding to where the need is greatest, and that's in certain cities. Highlighting amongst them are, is Calgary. Right. But, I mean, is that a consequence, then, of, of a strong economy? I think there are probably other cities across Canada where... Uh, they, they've not had strong economic growth and have maybe been economically depressed for a variety of reasons. I mean, that's going to lead to an abundance of, of cheap real estate and cheap rentals. Sure. So what's hap- what, but what's extraordinary here is comparing, say, Calgary to Toronto. So Toronto has also had very strong economic growth over this period, as has Calgary. And yet they've been able to maintain their stock of rental units. So it, it's, it's basically stayed the same whereas ours has plummeted. So what's happening in Calgary is that during the economic boom, uh, people were turning apartments into condos, and the government, I suspect, the, uh, the municipality rather, has not been zoning enough land to provide sufficient number of rental accommodations. There's a lot of questions that need to be asked. Why is Calgary seeing such a dramatic fall in the stock of rental units? And, and so are we able to pinpoint, then, what's been going on here and why that's happened? Well, I, I've, I've, as a, someone who studies public policy for a long time, I've always realized that very few of these problems have simple answers to them. But I do know that all levels of government have a role to play, that, that uh, Calgary and Edmonton are quite different from one another with respect to its housing markets, especially the housing market that's relevant for those with low incomes. And and given that people in Calgary and Edmonton receive the same level of income support through social assistance, they pay the same sorts of taxes, same minimum wage, et cetera, you would have to ask the question, what is Edmonton doing that Calgary is not? And so that's going to be one avenue of research for us. Maybe there's something being done at the municipal level that could be done differently in Calgary that they, uh, to match what's happening in Edmonton. But there are also differences across provinces. Uh, provinces have different policies with respect to housing. Calgary, or sorry, Alberta seems to be having a set of policies that have allowed the stock of rental housing to really fall pretty quickly in this province. So we've got to figure out what other provinces are doing differently. And finally, again, I'll go back to the point about the federal government. If the federal government thinks there's a cookie-cutter solution that will fit all jurisdictions across Canada, they're wrong. It won't. Right. So then is, is there a need to, to target whatever kind of response that, that comes from this? Is it, does it need to be targeted at lower income, Calgarians? 
I, I think what, there are all sorts. Of, there are different ways that we can incent the private sector to build more affordable housing. So the situation we really have in Calgary is that if I'm a developer and I, I want to provide some rental accommodation, for example, sometimes municipalities make it difficult for me to do that. They might do it because they don't have they haven't zoned enough land for me to be able to build low-income housing. It may be that they've established a whole bunch of regulations that make it very costly for me to build low-end housing. Uh, they may be uh, having restrictions on density, for example. In Calgary, the city council wants a much higher density housing. Yeah. Well, higher density housing, when it comes to rental accommodations, involves high-rises, and they're made of concrete, and they're made of, and they require elevators. So we're no longer encouraging the three-story wooden walk-up, which is a lot cheaper for a developer to build. And so we're losing the ability, or private developers are losing the incentive to be able to build housing that actually low-income people can afford. Well, to that end, I, I do wonder, because it's an obvious difference between Calgary and Edmonton as it pertains to secondary suites and, and making that additional capacity available. Do you think that, that ties in here? That's going to be one of the many solutions that will have to be that need to be considered. Um, uh, there are problems with secondary suites, we, uh, but there are also advantages to them. But really, part of the answer has also got to be on the other end of the market. Not only are there ways of providing incentives to the private sector to build more affordable housing that we should be pursuing, but we should also recognize that we don't provide very much in the way of social assistance to those who are in 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 need. We haven't given an increase in social assistance or welfare, if you like, for quite a while, and we don't index it to inflation. And so as housing costs go up, if you're at the low end of the income stream, you're not catching up, and the affordability of housing is just plummeting on you. We really need to look at that side of the project, too. Well, yeah, it's quite fascinating. What, what's the consequence, then, of of you know, continuing to ignore this problem or, or not addressing this problem? Well, we've been ignoring. We haven't addressed it since 1990. So if you, in the study we released, there's a little picture there that shows that the number of rental units per thousand people in Calgary has just plummeted since 1990. The implication of that is that people are finding it more and more difficult to find a place to live. They're finding it more and more expensive. Uh, they're finding, many of them are finding it necessary to move into homeless shelters if only for short periods of time while they find new accommodations. There are all sorts of costs that we pay when we have unstable and overly expensive housing. Well, people can read more at policyschool.ca. Ron Kneebone, appreciate you joining us here today. Thanks for this. You're welcome. All right. That's uh, Ron Kneebone of the University of Calgary with the School of Public Policy, the author of this report today looking at uh, available rental units. In these four major Canadian markets, Montreal, Toronto, Vancouver, Calgary. Now, what's interesting, they point out that Montreal gained 25% of population. Its stock of rental units increased by an almost equal 24%. Calgary's been quite the opposite. An increase of population, 96%, a reduction in rental units, but 24%. As a result, as you might expect, Calgary has the lowest supply of rental accommodations in Canada. By extension, obviously, that's going to have a huge impact on, on price. So is there an incentive to add more rental units in Calgary? Or, I mean, are there disincentives that exist that prevent people from doing so in the first place? 
All right, 403-974-TALK is the way to reach us here today. We've got some other news to get to and a lot more still to come this afternoon. Stay with us. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.